When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN what? Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You don't know about this, Max. And join now. You don't know about this life. And join now by a guy. I mean, you want to know when that offense in L.A. really started to work? I see you, big wit. I see you bouncing to it. So mad. You know what it is? <laughs> Jerry Reese, the Giants GM at the time, I remember him saying, well, Whitworth's already had, what, a 34 at the time, whatever it was. Yeah, those contracts don't work out for older players. Then he went on to be one of the best tackles in the game for another half decade or whatever it was. Damn it. There he is, Andrew Whitworth, former offensive tackle and NFL on prime analyst and Super Bowl champion. What's going on, Whit? What's going on, fellas? It's good to be here. Good to have you. Good to you. have you, brother. You know, we were talking about Key's Super Bowl experience, and that was the one game he said he only remembers fragments of. Not whole – he can't tell you about everything because he was so locked in on the moment. What do you remember about your Super Bowl experience? You know, I, I feel the same way. I mean, I got a chance to play in two Super Bowls, both games. I can only remember little parts of it. I mean, it, really not the whole picture. But uh, I can remember the ending of the first one, uh, not getting what I wanted and being upset. And then the ending of the next one, uh, you know, just last year, winning the Super Bowl and be able to walk off a Super Bowl champ. Uh, I'll never forget that feeling, that's for sure. Wit, when you look at this matchup on the interior lines, who gets the – who, who gets the most of what, right? Is it the offensive line of Philadelphia or the defensive line of Kansas City? You know, I think for me, really, if you look at it, both sides of the ball, I think Philadelphia, to me, really up front offensively is just so special. I mean, they got a special group. Anytime two of your best players are also captains, leaders, guys that have been those guys and been in this moment, they've been in the Super Bowl and won it, uh, I look at Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, and I think that uh, they got a lot of talent around them, uh, young guys that can play, and uh, that group to me is dominant. It's been that way all year, and I think they'll continue to be that way. And on the other side of the ball, I think the Chiefs' O-line has played a lot better than people give them credit for. I think that they've really had a, a you know an unbelievable year. They've run the football this year. They've, they've protected Mahomes this year. They've done a lot of great things, but they're going to be facing probably their biggest test of the year against this Eagles defensive front. And to me, that's really where I decide this game. I just think the Eagles are a little better up front on both sides of the football. Super Bowl champion Andrew Whitworth joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Big Whip. Um, I'm going to zoom out for a second. I know we'll have the whole week to talk about the details of the game, and I know guys ask you follow-up questions, but you've been on both ends of it, man. You lost a chip. You won a chip. Can you can you just kind of describe to fans like what both feelings are? Because inevitably, Patrick Mahomes might be a winner or a loser, same with Jalen Hurts, and there are going to be two dichotomies of feelings on both here on both ends when it's all said and done. Yeah, I think really when you, you look at it, I mean, it's tough in this league. The championships, the Super Bowl game seems to – we want to label people based off of how that one game goes. But, 
you're in the final two, which means you're the best of the best in that season, and there's there's nobody that can take that from you. Uh, I can just say in the moment in those games, I think sometimes you, you get in the game and the way it's going, you forget it's just this three-hour window. How do I be my absolute best in this window? You can't think about the narratives outside of that moment. And I think the team that does the best job of just playing in that that window of three and a half hours of, hey, I'm going to be the best football team in the planet today, right now, in this moment, no matter what happens, they're going to be the team that's going to walk away happy with their performance and with a Super Bowl championship because both these teams are extremely talented and they have the ability to win this game. That's why they're here. But it's going to be the team that stays locked in and focused for that entirety of the game and doesn't start to want that's going to walk away with that trophy. Talking to Andrew Whitworth, Super Bowl champion, longtime standout left tackle in the NFL. Um, Andrew, a, a question along those lines, being on both sides, a, a Super Bowl winner and a Super Bowl loser, looking back, did it? Could, is there anything that you could see in the difference in those two teams? In other words, like with the experience you now have, could you look back and go, yeah, man, I, it felt different or – that's why we won, or that's why, or, you know, looking, we lost, but we weren't really going to win that game because. Is there any difference now in hindsight that you can see in those experiences? Yeah, I think when I look back at when we played the Patriots, uh, you know, after the 18 season, I, I thought in that game we walked in as an offense that had dominated all year long. We thought we were so good offensively. Um, and that we were going to walk into this game and have that same kind of success. And it didn't go like that early in the game. And that's kind of my point. I think we started to, like, press and be like, oh, man, I mean, what's wrong with us? And why can't we get it going? And, and everyone's playing with this nervous energy now because you're not playing at the capabilities you're used to. When in the reality was, you look in that game in the fourth quarter, it's a one-score game. Just one team needs to make a play. And in my opinion, I think our inexperience in that game do not just settle in and go, who cares if we score 10 points or 13 points? Just win the game. Don't don't worry about, man, what's going on? Why are they stopping us? We're not able to do this or that. How do we get down the field, score points, and take the lead in this game? Because regardless of how the game was played or how it ended, you were in a one-score game in the fourth quarter. The defense was playing tremendous, and we just couldn't find a way to just go get points and settle down. And I think we played anxious that entire game instead of ever having a moment where we just settled down and just played football. Mm. And I think you just you can get caught in those moments in those games, and you got to find ways to settle yourself down and just play the game. You you went out on top with winning the Super Bowl and decided to, to hang them up for the most part. And I see you around town, obviously, and whether it's at dinner, the country club, wherever the case may be. Did you ever at any point in time, was there ever an itch? Because, you know, when you retire, you got one foot in, one foot out. You kind of, but was there ever an itch to say, you know what? I could do six more games. I can do the postseason to get back in it. Uh, there really, you know, for me, it wasn't. I mean, I think there was moments throughout the season where I might have thought in my mind, I want to do this again. Uh, and key, it just kept being every time I woke up and I could walk to the bathroom and not hold on to the wall or wince. Every time I stood up out of my bed, I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to go back to that feeling again. I'm feeling good. I'm walking around the house. I'm hanging out with the kids. I'm coaching their sports. I was having a blast. And so to me, it's just every time I might have had a little bit of thought, of, I think I could still do this. I just reminded myself what playing in them trenches was like again, and uh, I just knew that that wasn't for me anymore. Yeah, I, you know, uh, on this show here, uh, we we bring on a lot of offensive linemen, big the big uggs in the trenches, 
whether it's Anthony Munoz, who's my left tackle, whether it's Will Shields, I'm still trying to figure out whether I want him to play right guard or left guard. Um, you know, I, I got uh, Willie, uh, Willie Anderson on. I got to figure out where to put him at. I got Willie Rofe at the right tackle. Have you ever played guard or center? Because I'm trying to figure out with these guys, like who's going to fit I, where. I started off, Kitty. I started off playing left guard in the NFL. I played left tackle my rookie year, and then my second year and third year, I was a left guard. And uh, mm. you know what? We had some we had some good success playing in there too. And then later in my career, I actually had a chance where we lost some guys up front, and I finished the season playing there as well. So I've played inside, Key. So you, you got to think about me. Just just keep me in mind, you know. But I, I wouldn't. I'd be remiss if I didn't take this chance, man. One of the reasons I'm here. This week, I'm getting a chance to be a part of something really cool with Fisher Price and Mattel and the Little People Collector set for this Super Bowl championship. I couldn't imagine if they did this last year when my kids were at the Super Bowl, this would have been a go-to. We had to. But they've got a collector set for whatever team wins this game is going to have a chance to have something you get to keep for the rest of your life and collect forever. And I think my kids would have loved to have a 7-7 Los Angeles Rams collector set for sure. But for these Eagles and these Chiefs, we'll see who's going to win this game. But one of these groups of fans is going to get to have a chance to purchase that at MattelCreations.com and have something they can keep forever to memorize, commemorate this Super Bowl. Okay, Big Wit. I see you out here being a pro, guy. plugging your stuff and, and spitting Jay. facts at the same time, man. That's impressive. No, it don't take long. I'm a quick learner, Jay. Come on, Jay. Retirement suits this guy. We didn't have to ask him about it. Oh, he slipped it right in like it was nothing. Big Wit, I got to put you on the spot, though. I got to ask you this, right? So, you know, if, if, you're, if you're in your position on O-line, you got to make a lot of money, and you need somebody as a quarterback – that is easier to protect because of their ultimate skill set. Which side are you on? Are you on the Jalen Hurts side or are you on the Patrick Mahomes side? Who's easier to protect because of their skill set? Uh, I think, you know, Patrick Mahomes to me would be easier only because, you know, I think with Jalen Hurts, he runs the ball so much that uh, it's just inevitable. I mean, all those shots, they add up. Uh, there's a reason the guys that play in the trenches and the guys that take the hits end up with so many different nagging injuries over the years and I think Patrick just does such a great job of I think even the great receivers over the time that I've played with or seen that just always available to kind of avoid the hit the big one like every time you think man oh guys can get lit up he just finds ways when he's scrambling when he's moving when he's letting the ball release out of his hand and he's out in space to not really take the big shot he, he's almost an artist with that and, and I think that uh, you see, see different skill players have that but with Jalen he does a good job at too but you can tell kind of like Josh Allen he loves contact as well and every now and then you're going to lose that battle and over the years it's going to add up to injuries Mm. jason whitworth kids if you ever retire from professional sports that's how you do it that's how you you plug product you don't even wait for someone to ask you just slide it right in unbelievable wit i i really hated that the giants didn't sign you when uh you were available but it was very obvious smart move it was very you you made the right move man as soon as you got to la that's when the whole offense started working and every time you were hurt people would be like what happened to the rams offense and then you cut back and the rams offense looked good again and people were kept scratching their heads i wonder what's going on and i always say yeah whitworth's hurt now Whitworth's back now it's good again Kills me. Could have been Max, a giant. Max, he spent time. half his career in the snow. Why would he not want the sunshine? I don't care about his happiness. I care I about my out. happiness. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. All right, Whitworth. All right, man. Right, Appreciate y'all. All right. <laughs> Guy didn't want to freeze every yeah, day. I, I always bring it back to you, him. Max. That's right. I don't care about 
some football player's happiness and life and family and all that stuff and aspirations. I care about my fandom. Does Kyrie Irving being traded signal the end of the big three era? What is the big three era? When did it start? Are we still in it? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. The Brooklyn Nets are trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. We're really just on Kevin Durant watch now, right? Does Kevin Durant still want to stick around in Brooklyn even though Kyrie is gone? Your days of attempting to win a title with the Nets are over. just not going to happen. You have to show him that you are trying to improve the roster. And yes, trading Kyrie Irving doesn't improve the roster here. For the health of the franchise, I think they're in a better place now. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst. What's going on, Legs? What's happening? I'm good. What does Kyrie Irving make the Mavs in the West, do you think? Uh, Well... I know we want to, you know, have all the answers to these questions before we ever even <laughs> see them play together, and we want to be right about it, right? But unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. I need to see it. Potentially, it could be, you know, the most dangerous scoring tandem we have in this league, which is going to make them a serious threat to come out of the West, particularly because you look at the top of the West, I don't think there's been tremendous separation. Like, there's not a team there that you look at and say, forget it. It's their year. You're not beating that team. There isn't anybody like that in the West. So there's room and time for them to to climb the ladder in the West and make you believe that. It could also be a very difficult proposition to think about these two guys playing together offensively. I just need to see what it's going to look like and how Luka changes and adjusts to fit Kyrie because that's what has to happen. Thanks. When you look at it, though, offensively, we know they can score, but can they defend? That that I guess that would be the key. There's no question, Key. This is going to be a terrible defensive team on the perimeter. I mean, there's there's, there's no other way to put it. Luca is better playing against bigger guys that want to like play in the post a little bit and back you down. He's okay because he's so strong. When you ask him to get out on the perimeter, keep guys in front, or bust it back in transition, 
It's just not something that he's going to do regularly. And Kyrie Irving, we know, is the same. You know, Kyrie can have moments where, depending who he's playing against, you know, he'll chase over a screen and he'll deny a guy and, and, and try to put in forth that effort. But it's short-lived. For the most part, he's not a guy that's going to lock in on that end. So you're talking about a team that's going to be very challenged defensively on the perimeter. But look, in the regular season, at least, it's an offensive league. And the numbers that everybody's putting up, it's, it's more about getting to 120 every night you know, than holding teams down to 100 because that's the way the league is set up. So in the regular season, they can still have a lot of success if they find a rhythm offensively. Tim, so yesterday Stephen A. suggested that we should keep our eye on Jalen Brown um, being involved in a potential trade with the, with the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant. Potentially a third team could be involved even though I just don't see that being realistic uh, at the end of the day. Again, I just – I don't – Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum just feel like they are – like they are the pinnacle of the Eastern Conference right now. And I know that Milwaukee is coming. I know Philly will be there. But do you think that Boston, at the way we've seen these two play right now, and I actually think Jalen Brown is the best two-guard in the NBA today with the way he defends and also how he's able to score, do you think Boston will be looking to break those two up for the likes of a Kevin Durant? Listen – Obviously, we all know how great Kevin Durant is, but I wouldn't touch that, Jay. I, th- yes. I think I think you're right. I mean, you look at the age of the two players. You look at the fact that I think they had some bumps in the road of, of understanding how to play together and be efficient at the same time. I think they struggled with that until the last couple of years. But they've peaked now in terms of that. They, they, it's seamless out there, and both of those guys can do their thing every night without stepping on each other's toes. You've got a great supporting cast around them. You've got guys that really want to defend and get on the floor and leave skin out there and let them do their thing offensively. This is a team that right now I think should be considered the favorite to win it all. Why would you mess with that? I know Kevin Kevin Durant is special, but he's also older. He's had a lot of injuries here recently, and you've got incredible chemistry in Boston. And this could be a team that's poised to win not just a championship. They could win multiple titles with those two guys as their best players. So I agree with you. I, I wouldn't go there if I were the Boston Celtics, but I know guys like Kevin Durant are pretty irresistible. If they have, if you have an opportunity to get them, I understand how front offices think. So what do you think, Legs? Do you think KD just kind of grits it out and stays in Brooklyn uh, after the trade deadline, and then if he's not happy, goes somewhere else? Or do you think a team makes a move for him? And if a team does make a move for him, wh- which team do you think is the team? Yeah, I, listen, I think there's going to be definitely some, some some talk over the next couple of days and just seeing people are going to just gauge what it's going to take to get a Kevin Durant. Um, so there's no question it's going to be there. I think ultimately Kevin Durant is sitting there, and I don't know how he feels about the Kyrie thing. He hasn't spoken on it yet. There's got to be a little bit of a sense of relief that maybe there's less drama. And he looks at this team around him. And particularly, you know, the way Cam Thomas has played the last couple of games, look, this isn't a guy that's going to get 40 every night, but he's 21 years old. He just had back-to-back 40-point games. So it's interesting. We're talking about what do the Nets need at the trading deadline. Well, maybe Jacques Vaughn just needs to look down the end of his bench and find a guy that could get you 47 and 44 in back-to-back games. And and I say that a little bit facetiously, but at the same time, I think if that guy is that legit as a scorer, and it certainly looks like he is and he's that confident – you add him to the mix and, and bring in the two guys you got from Dallas built around Kevin Durant with guys like Claxton and Seth Curry and Joe Harris, I think the Brooklyn Nets are still going to be a very good team. Maybe not a championship team in the East, but a very, very good team. And then maybe KD says, hey, let's figure this out in the summer. Bring something in. But this is a good enough group 
to be probably top four in the Eastern Conference still. Mm. It, do you have a theory as to why the league is so wide open this year? Like, we say the West is wide open, but actually, even in the East, the Celtics look like the best. Put Milwaukee at full strength. Who I don't know if their Celtics are better than that. Sixers would have something to say about that. Right? Like, why, why is the league seeming – and then the weird thing with the Warriors, you mentioned yesterday on this just in, terrific show, 2 p.m. Eastern. Handsome host. I don't know if I've mentioned it. But you mentioned yesterday on this just in that, you know, getting up for first half NBA games, right, like on the road for a team like the Warriors. But still, it's a bizarre home road split. Like, I don't remember it like that from an experienced team. Do you have any theories about what's going on in the NBA this year? I think the biggest thing for me is there are teams that have had windows of opportunity to, to get in the mix because of so many injuries that so many teams have dealt with and guys not being there. So as a result, you get – look at the dangerous teams you have that are hovering you know, below the what I call the Mendoza line in the Western Conference, okay? You've got the Clippers who are now getting their act together. Kawhi is starting to look like Kawhi again, and he's playing every night. You've got the Warriors who have you know, had a terrible start to the year – waiting for Clay to find his rhythm. He obviously is back. Steph Curry now dealing with a you know, month out plus for him. They're lurking down there. And then you've got the Dallas Mavericks, who have been a 500 team, just added Kyrie Irving, and they went to the conference finals a year ago. So as a result, it's a little bit topsy-turvy in the West. We understood Denver and Memphis would be good, but to say definitively the two best teams in the West at this point in the year, no one Can't thought that. that. Yeah. So as a result, we're going to have some incredibly interesting stretch runs. And the Western Conference first round of the playoffs, if you get the teams that I just mentioned having to go on the road in the first round and play those teams, Sacramento, Memphis, Denver, are you going to bet on any of those top teams, maybe the exception of Denver, against those teams if if those teams find the rhythm and are rolling at the time and they're healthy? Denver's got to stay healthy, too, with their injury right. of, of yep. history. Legs, injury. I do just want to reiterate that you just did say out loud, and I've been trying to push to talk about this more, Sacramento being top three in the West, by the way. Shout yeah. out to Sacramento for being top three in the West. Incredible. It's the best story oh from a team God. standpoint in the league this year, Jay. No question. Agreed. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. That is Tim Legler. You can see him on such hit shows across ESPN platforms. Is this just in 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN? Or Keyshawn J. Will Max. Well, he's on Keyshawn <laughs> yes. J. Will yes, Max. Yes, Jay, I told you. Yeah, it has a handsome host and it has, you have yeah. handsome guests on. I think you have one on today. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Why does this Eagles Super Bowl run feel different? KJM, ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn. Jay Will and Max. Jay is doing everything himself. I do my own lawn. Yeah, you do your own lawn. Is that okay? You do? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, is that okay? He's like, you know what he's like? He's like Warren Max, Buffett. Max hasn't business. had a lawn in how long? You're a city kid. I you do your own lawn, Jay. Yes, there are times I do my own lawn. Or are you pushing or riding? I'm pushing. God, you, you, I know you get a lot of exercise as big as that yard and stuff here. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Max, ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Max, hold on. Pat has a question for Keyshawn. Yeah. Key, can, can you actually start a lawnmower? Like, if I put a lawnmower in front of you, could you start it right now? Because I don't think you could. <laughs> what, what, I don't understand the joke. Well, if you were listening to the rejoin, we were I talking did, about I, Jay I, I doing his rejoin. lawn. I heard the rejoin, and I was going to ask Jay, is, does he push or does he sit on the no, lawnmower? No, I'm not a sitter. I'm, I'm a pusher. You're a pusher. I push okay. So I was out. listening to the rejoin, smartass. That was in the rejoin. He said the same thing that you just asked him. But I was going to ask him again. We can play it again. <laughs> can you start a lawnmower is the question, though. Of course I can. Why couldn't I? Are you a pusher or a starter? <laughs> Are you a pusher <laughs> or a sitter, Key? <laughs> I watch. He's a watcher. <laughs> I'm, a watcher. I'm a watcher. I'm a, I'm a sitter watcher. and a watcher. <laughs> Look, Jay. He's over a there. Man, no, I'm, I'm this one right here, Jay. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, come on, man. You got to yeah, you know, know why you're po- corner, man. Why are you pointing? I go in the house. Let me know when it's done. I don't want to. No, I'm, I'm, I'm in the house, but I came Sounds out to check. Worst. You know, you come out, sometimes they need to get, you know, taken you care of. So you, beer ever? Sure. you bring the dude something to drink ever? That's not my issue. You, you bring guys, your own man. lunch. I don't. No, can no, we get I the like Heinz, to, please? I, always, I think you always have to. Uh, Max, can we get the Heinz Ward, please? Heinz Ward. I'm, sure, I'm, sure Hines is, I'm, sure, I'm sure Heinz is a pusher and a lawnmower. That big old yard he got out there. What do you What do you do, Heinz? Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> uh, I'm with Keyshawn. I watch, man. I watch. I give him a nice. <laughs> I give him a nice monthly check every month. So, uh, exactly. <laughs> Jay's out there fixing the lawnmower. It's and- my workout, man. Come on. Oh, each their own. God, if you geez. buy that, you a damn fool. That big old three and a half acre plot. Ah, you- nope, nope, nope. I don't live in the basses, Key. See how right. high he be trying to set me up? I see him. I see him. He'll do that to you. Oh, he'll do it to Hines, you now. You played in multiple Super Bowls. You played in multiple Super Bowls. What was the difference – you know, a lot of these – Jalen Hurts, for sure, it's his first Super Bowl. A lot of these players have played in multiple Super Bowls, certainly Patrick Mahomes. What's the difference between playing in your first Super Bowl and then subsequent Super Bowls? Um, the nerves of the first Super Bowl is something that you've always dreamt about since you was a little child. and Going in pregame warm-up and you're seeing all the celebrities on the sideline. You know, for me, in my first Super Bowl in Detroit, I, you know, I saw all the celebs. I was getting my Odell Beckham on trying to – show out in front of all the celebs. I wore myself out in, in pregame warm-ups <laughs> in the Super Bowl. And uh, I went inside. The nerves got the best of me. I ended up throwing up. I never threw up ever playing a game of football, but playing in my first Super Bowl, the, the anxiety of, of playing in, in, in the big one uh, got the best of me. Man, your stomach was that messed up, huh? That's, I don't remember yeah. anything. Very little details in terms of the Super Bowl. How impressed, though, Hines, 
as a receiver and as a, a new head coach in the XFL, are you impressed with Jalen Hurts' performance this year? Um, you know, I think he had a phenomenal season. I mean, just what um, kind of the Philadelphia asked him to to, to kind of uh, be himself. And, and you know, I know statistically it probably wasn't what everybody's accustomed to uh, to a Super Bowl quarterback, uh, but what he did for Philadelphia fits him perfectly uh, to be able to run and pass and, and the weapons that he have on on the outside. Uh, I just think they they got a special team going on and, and wishing them nothing but the best, Ben, that, you know, I'm a Pennsylvania. Uh, I, I cheer for the Pennsylvania team. You know, Hines, I think since doing the show with Keith for the last couple of years, uh, I have a proclivity for the wide receiver position. And watching A.J. Brown in that game against Max's and I, our Giants, when he didn't get targeted as much, you know, it was kind of like a big thing. Like, is there something going on between Nick Sirianni and A.J. Brown? Not get... And then the next game, they, right out of the gate, they just came right towards him. NFC Championship game, just started targeting him and really brought him back into the mix. What do you think about the impact, there's your favorite word, Max, that A.J. Brown has brought on this team? <laughs> well, he's so dynamic. I mean, because he can beat you in so many ways. He's good. Uh, of course, he's got the speed to beat you down the field, but – you can take a, a five-yard route and take it to the distance, uh, you know, take it to the house. But uh, that's a great uh, acquisition for Philadelphia because uh, I think he complements uh, really and put that whole wide receiver and core together. Uh, but it starts with him. There's no question that Philadelphia has to find ways uh, to get him the ball because uh, he's a special wideout. He's having a great season. Heinz Ward, XFL, San Antonio. How you say it, Br- Brahmas? Brahma's head coach. Brahma's. Brahma's head coach, two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. Join us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. At the start of the season, and don't you sit here and lie to me, Hines, did you think that Patrick Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill would make it to the Super Bowl? Don't lie to me now. <laughs> uh, yes, man. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a special quarterback, man. I, I, I think it really doesn't matter who's out on that field with, with Patrick. You know, it's kind of – you look at Tom Brady and, and, and what he's done over his career. He always didn't have, uh, outside of Randy Moss, you know, people say, well, he's just winning, um, with any receiver out there. Um, uh, but that's what great quarterbacks do. They don't really care about having a number one wide out or whatnot. Um, they elevate their game and make everybody around them better. So just watching what the, the Chiefs, uh, wide receiver core did as a whole totality. Um, you know, it all starts with Patrick Mahomes, man. He, he'll get you to the promised land. Mm-hmm. What about the fact, Hines, that talking to Hines Ward, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Super Bowl <coughs> MVP. Um, what about the fact that, you know, and, and you were just talking about it, but, and Key brings it up. Look, you still got Travis Kelsey, and he's moving the chains. But every other quarterback in the NFL, take Devontae Adams away from Aaron Rodgers, doesn't look the same. Give A.J. Brown a Jalen Hurts, looks different. Give give digs to Josh Allen, looks different. Um, you know, whoever it is, they get that lead wide out, not just pass catcher, but wide out. They go up, you take it away, they go down, but not Mahomes. Is this more indication that he is in a class by himself? Yes, I, I think so. Um, you know, just – uh, not having that 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 number one wide out to 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 be that security guy that no matter what when you throw that ball up in the air you know it's going to come down. I mean he doesn't have that luxury, but 
I think Travis Kelsey and, and what he's done gives him that. Uh, but just, you know, watching Patrick Mahomes is just, you know, uh, a great athletic quarterback and his creativity, man. I, I just, I bring my popcorn each and every time I, I, I turn on the TV and watch him, man, because he's done some crazy things that uh, I haven't seen at that quarterback position. Yeah. Hi, how excited are you about the XFL season getting ready to pop up right around the corner? You guys are done with training <laughs> camp. How excited are you? Yes. Man, I'm super excited, man. I, these guys are, are buying into what I'm selling and picking up what I'm putting down, man. I can't wait to see these guys go out there and be able to continue doing what they love to have been doing, man, and that's playing the game of football. So I'm very honored, very humbled, very blessed to be in a position to – uh, to be a head coach, man, I can't wait to see what these guys can, can go out there to do and put on a, a, a great show for our fans in San Antonio. Heinz, I know that leagues are often built around personalities. Are there any personalities on your squad on the Brahmas that we should be paying attention to? Uh, yeah, we got some knuckleheads on our team, but uh, <laughs> some great knuckleheads. <laughs> uh, uh, Kalen Belage, man, our running back, man, I don't know why he's in the XFL. Uh, but this guy is a legit dude, man. Uh, so he's one of our marquee players, as well as we got some other guys. Jaquez Patrick, who was in Florida State, spent some time in Cincinnati on their practice squad. I, I, I can't wait to see what these guys do when they're running the ball. Yeah, I'm going to have to lab you when the, when you on TV, though. I'm going to have to watch you close. I, 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 key, Key, I know. I know you on my I want to see the walk. I want to see the coaches walk. Is <laughs> You got the coaches walk. Are you looking like – I need to see now, right? Because you're a coach now. I'm you. Not, <laughs> I'm – I, I, I didn't. I didn't take that head coach's pill. I'm not gonna look like Wade Phillips. You're gonna have to get some dandruff. You're gonna have a whole bunch of things uh, yeah. you have to work on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, He's there have is. To do some there stuff. is. But I'm gonna bring some swag, Key. You know, I, I just can't take that. You know, and have my collar shirt tucked into my khaki. No, we're not doing that. Because <laughs> I'm waiting. It just oh, happens when you become a coach. You don't even have to tuck it in. You just look down. How'd that get tucked in? Uh, <laughs> Listen, Hines, man, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do it my way, man. And hopefully I can uh, get these guys to, to, to win some games, man. And let's have fun doing it. The XFL right, season kicks off February 18th. Catch all of the action. See Hines Ward with his dandruff and his tucked in khakis. All of the action on ABC <laughs> and ESPN. Scott Max. Thank you, Hans. All right, Hans. Good All luck. Right, All right. All right, go. Keyshawn right, J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Tuck Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Can Sean Payton, speaking of coaches, fix Russell Wilson? KJM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Adam Schefter reporting that the Broncos and Saints have reached a deal on compensation for Sean Payton. After the firing of Nathaniel Hackett, he was my number one target for the Broncos. They understand this has to fix Russell Wilson. Is this the guy that can almost push a big reset button on a quarterback's career? And I think it's the guy. They hired Sean Payton because he's really freaking good. Who needs draft picks when you've got Sean Payton? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Huh. ESPN Radio. Mm. Sean huh. Payton. Tell him. Future. Asked if Russell Wilson could continue to have a personal quarterbacks coach, Jake Heaps, as well as other support personnel to work with the quarterback in the building. Max, our show is so cold sometimes. You don't even be catching stuff, man. Co- you don't even be catching it, do you? Well, I'm not in the. Not in the. I'm yeah, Max be playing future. Every time we be talking about Russ, you don't even be catching it. Oh, <laughs> no, it's true. We're building savage, Max. It's true. It's true. Yates a funny dude. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Go ahead, Max. Yates has a lot to say through the uh, intro music to All the show. All day segments. Got to so, pick up on the signs, Key. You know what I mean? I've done. I just work here. <laughs> Key J. As you might imagine, Sean Payton's just going to let Russell Wilson call all the shots and do whatever he wants to do, right? Absolutely. He was asked. Why wouldn't he? Sean Payton was asked if Russell Wilson would continue to have a personal quarterback coach, that's Jake Heaps, as well as other support personnel to work with him in the building. And this is what Sean Payton had to say <laughs> about that. Coach, uh, Russell Wilson had a personal coach, Jake Heaps, in the building with access who wasn't on the staff. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. How do you feel about um, players having their own people off the staff in the building access to players? Yeah, that's foreign to me. That That's not going to take place here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it, but our staff will be here, our players will be here, and that'll be it. <laughs> well, there goes that. So, so in other words, no. <laughs> we will not be conducting business as usual. Things have changed and times have changed. And I am the quarterback coach, and I am the offensive coordinator, I am the head coach, and I am control of the building. I am all Denver Broncos. So, therefore. Sean Payton's like Parcells, but Parcells was a little, like, he's he's a little more polite than Parcells. Um, he, he, no, he, uh, he that is. That kind of felt very no, firm, Key. That felt no, firm to yeah, me. But Parce- no, but Parcells, Parcells he is, but you catching, you catching Sean at the introductory press conference. Right, yeah. You're not catching Sean at a bad moment when they lose or when practice stinks. He, what Catch would him Bill when Parcells it's not right. Say? What would Bill Parcells say? Would he say that's not familiar to me and so uh, that's not going to be going on? If they he probably me, would say, Bill probably said, well, you know, that's already been addressed. We don't have to right. worry about that yeah, much. He sounds just like him. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that, that, he that's like what him. he does. I mean, all them dudes. You see, Belichick had a problem with TB12. He made that dude, what, Guerrero? He's like, no, nah, man, Nuh-uh. we ain't doing this no more. It's well, just I mean, such a different tone. Like, you know, last year, 
if you were to ask Nathaniel Hackett any question, there just seems like there was uncertainty in what the strategy or what the game plan is. And now whenever you ask Sean Payton a question, even if you caught him off guard, where maybe he may not have known all the details, just his ability to say no, what the standard is from the beginning, lets you know that there is a strategy in place. Yes, we, I know how to win, and this is what we're going to do. You, you, in, in, in all honesty, Jay, do you honestly think for one minute that prior to Sean Payton taking his job that he didn't know that Russell Wilson had a personal coach and he didn't know that Russell Wilson had an office and he didn't know that Russell Wilson had a parking uh, stall or space with his name probably on it? No, it's unfamiliar to him. He said so, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. It's unfamiliar. I can all, he didn't know. I can guarantee you my left arm, because my right's been gone for about a week now. Yeah, you keep that, giving it away. Yeah, I've given it away a bunch. That he knew everything before he took the job. He knew everything a month ago before he took the job about what was ex- what he was going to expect walking into that building prior to him taking a job. What was already there? He already knew Jay. because he needed to investigate the opportunity when the job became available. Jay, you know how they say Bills Mafia, right? Meaning mm-hmm. that, that the whole Buffalo town is just centered around the Bills. And they and they they loyal to the Bills wherever they travel the whole thing. There's a Parcells Mafia in the NFL. Key is in it. <laughs> Key no, is stop. Key yeah, is a captain. Key got a crew. That there's like and they all do things. They think a certain way. They use the same language. They they they, they react to things a certain way. <laughs> he sounds just like him. So does Sean Payton. It's the same. Well, thing, you know, Key. Max, I'm here for it. If that leads to wins, on yes, the board, I'm here. No, I'm here you know for what's it. way to go. No, about you know things. what's you know what's interesting though, when you grow up around a certain organization or a certain style that has been successful and it works, they all kind of have a a manual sort of – it's just a manual, a a book, basically. Page 39, (laughs) don't do this, do that, because this is what Bill did. (laughs) You know, it's like – and it works. And you can think about it – look at it. Mike Holmgren, Andy Reid – all of these dudes and that trickle down, right? Uh, um, uh, Shanahan, uh, his son Kyle Shanahan, uh, the Grudens, Sean McVay. I mean, they all kind of got the same, and that's the way it is in sports. Phil Jackson's whole crew, right? All of them. Tex was kind of like Phil. And then Clem was like Phil. And I'm sure Coach K got his, Jay, mm-hmm. where everybody who's been under Coach K – Jay Will. The, Coach K is Jay, Jay Jay Will. You know, he's got the whole thing like Coach K. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. Let me ask you this. Because so like, it works. It, it does work. Oh, do we if we were to come to a consensus as a team, do we believe that Russell Wilson wants to be coached hard? Where are we on that? Yes, I do. Because I, I feel like he does too, right? No, so, I do. But it, I do. it does feel like there's this momentum because of the power that was given to Russell Wilson from the organization and because of where Nathaniel Hackett coming in potentially to be the Aaron Rodgers guy, quote-unquote, but then all of a sudden ending up being the Russell Wilson's guy where it didn't feel like he had the ability to be coached hard. So, like, Well, here's what I would say, Jay. Over the last eight years in the National Football League, there's been a shift at the quarterback position of demand, right, where – before Russell Wilson wanted to be coached by Pete Carroll and do whatever it took to win and blah, blah, blah. Then the moment that 
the power shifted where Tom Brady got some power. And people saw, okay, Aaron Rodgers essentially helped McCarthy see the door in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else started thinking, hmm, I need to try to, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. So he starts to ruffle the feathers in Seattle. They move on from him and send him off to Denver. The Denver Broncos then give him too much power yes. and authority. Yep. And now he just takes control of it and just runs with it. Now Sean Payton comes in. He takes that completely That's- back. Russell Wilson will be a Pro Bowl quarterback again next year, and they will be knocking on the door of the playoffs. You watch what okay. I tell you. Hey, I, have, right. I have an answer to your question, which is, you know, the old saying, power, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? Mm. If someone gets too much power, it works against their own best interest. And Russell Wilson got too, he was too empowered. It wasn't good for him, not good for anybody, to let your ego run unchecked. And now he, some part of him must welcome, oh, good, I have a, I have a check on my power. I have someone yep. who can help me be better and escape my own ego and power a little bit. That's got to be good for him. And at I wonder if he'll say less ride this year. <laughs> Might as well keep Keyshawn, going. J. Will and Max, what would it take for the Super Bowl to take a backseat to press this week? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We'll